Hey Jay, how you doing? Good. Jay, uh, talk a little bit about your how you guys came to sign Josh Johnson. I know you were familiar with him. Was it mostly because of that familiarity with the scheme that you wanted somebody like that, even though he hadn't played in a while? Yeah, for sure, for sure. You know, I had Josh at Tampa for a little while, then obviously I brought him to Cincinnati with me, and I knew what type of athlete and uh, guy he was uh, as far as uh, retaining some information. Talked to him on the phone, and then we worked him out. Uh, had a decent workout, and we decided to sign him. You know, obviously, once Colt went down, we were hoping – Obviously, we're hoping that Colt would have been able to stay healthy. Sanchez would have been a viable backup there. We'd have been fine there. But once Colt went down, uh, we thought it was been our best interest to get a guy with a little bit more mobility that can, uh, you know, escape some of these pass rushes and, you know, use his legs a little bit more. Jay, in the, after, in the aftermath of Alex, can you uh, losing Alex at quarterback? And you, you touched on it just now. What did you lose? once he went down, um, both intangibly and, you know, just having him out there, you know, every single snap as a player? Well, I think you lose consistency uh, to your approach um, as far as uh, how you approach the game, how you approach the week. Uh, every day in practice, he brings a consistency, uh, professionalism uh, that's hard to replace. He and Colt both are outstanding in that regard. Um, you know, once we lost Alex, obviously it uh, – you know, hurt everybody, you know, our defense, because even though we weren't putting up the gaudy numbers, we were playing great ball control. We weren't turning the ball over. We were, I think, plus eight or nine, ten, maybe eleven turnover uh, ratio, which, in my opinion, is uh, one of the most critical stats there is. Uh, and then, obviously, when Colt came in, we felt like we wouldn't have to change a whole lot. And then he obviously broke his leg against y'all on Monday Night Football after uh, about a quarter. So uh, when you lose two quality guys like that, uh, you lose a lot, you know, as far as uh, managing the game. Um, Consistency of your approach, professionalism, leadership, all that. You guys decided to only go with two quarterbacks. Jay uh, didn't have one on the practice squad. Uh, you don't expect to lose your two guys like you did, but when you look back on it, was that a mistake? You know, I, I don't know. I don't think so. I think uh, it depends on who your third is. If you got a third guy and you're active uh, that you feel really good about, um, that's different. But we didn't have that luxury to keep three on our active roster, so we'd have had to keep one on our practice squad and. Uh, practice squad guys are pretty young. They don't get any reps anyway. So if something happens to your first two, you're probably going to have to go out on the streets and get a veteran guy who's been there, done that, uh, so to speak. Uh, so that was kind of our thought, um, to have a rookie out of college who maybe gets a couple of reps in pat and go and maybe one rep reading a card. Uh, I don't know how much he can develop. <laughs> so we thought the best way to go would keep two just for uh, so we could trust an extra body on defense possibly or offense, um, keep him active, and then – uh, if something happened tragic or something crazy happened, like losing two quarterbacks, we'd go out and get a veteran guy like Sanchez or Josh Johnson, and they, you know, they've done pretty well. Hey, Jim, you've seen uh, Nick Foles at, at different stages of his career, obviously the first time around, and now what sticks out to you about the type of career he's had? Well, I think he's uh, obviously when you're talking about the career that he's had through being a starter, being a backup, I think the most important thing for him is he's handled whatever role he's been asked to do. And he's taken it uh, in stride. He's made the best of it. Uh, when his number's called again from being a starter, going back to backup instead of hanging his head, he's obviously taken advantage of the reps he's had. And when his number's called, he's been ready to produce in, in a huge way, in the, in the biggest way possible, and that's winning a Super Bowl. So uh, that's a credit to him. Obviously, I don't know him as a person, but uh, when you – 
get demoted, so to speak, to being a backup when you are a starter. Sure, it's a tough pill to swallow for anybody, uh, but he obviously handled it the right way, went about his business, and then just waited his turn. When his turn came, he, he you know, knocked the grand slam out of the park, as he's continued to do so now. Jay, you've had, uh, you've had uh, quite a bit of turmoil over the last you know week or so, especially with you know releasing DJ Swearinger and everything. And I was just kind of wondering, you know, obviously now that the playoffs are out of the question, I mean, how you guys approach this week, like how you kind of keep everyone together um, going into this last game against a team that obviously is, you know, trying for the playoffs. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I think it's important to rely on the core group of veteran guys that you have. You know, I think we do have a good core group of guys that uh, want this thing and are going to continue to work. That's why they're here. That's why Ryan Kerrigan's here, because I don't think he really cares if we play for the Super Bowl on one day and then play in a preseason game the next. He's going to be consistent in how he plays. And Jonathan Allen and Deron Payne and, and Vernon Davis and Adrian Peterson, you see his way he works, um, Jameson Crowder. So I think we have a great core group of guys that are going to give us everything they have. Obviously, we're all disappointed uh, being where we are. Uh, but at the end of the day, we will compete on Sunday. Does the opportunity to play spoilers to a division rival give you guys further incentive? Uh, a little bit, not really. I think we just want to put our best foot forward the last game of the year. You know, I think finishing eight and eight will be our goal. Um, you know, it's never before the season you want to say eight and eight, hey, let's go. Uh, but that's what we have to fight for right now. Let's try to finish our season, uh, get to 500 despite a lot of issues uh, injury-wise. I don't know if any other team can say they've gone through nine guards, uh, ten guards and four quarterbacks. So, uh, you know, I think our guys will continue to fight. Um, uh, and I wouldn't put it past them to come out there and play a big game and, and win. Jay, you were talking about the, uh, the decision not to keep three quarterbacks. How do you look back on the decision to, uh, to let Nate Sudfeld go? You had him for a year. Yeah, we're trying to get them, you know, very similar. You know, uh, you know, we were trying to get them on the practice squad. Obviously, we offered them to stay on the practice squad. He uh, wanted to go to Philly. So uh, it was a great opportunity for him, thought, an opportunity he thought he could grow. I think he was a little upset that we uh, let him go. Um, but uh, at the end of the day, like I said, we uh, were having some personnel even early in the season last year. We had some cornerback issues, I believe, and with some uh, injuries where we couldn't afford to keep a third quarterback. That body, you know, that body was important to us. You know, it was back in the day where we could keep two active and one uh, didn't count as on your 53 or 46-man roster. Uh, it would have been great, but we didn't have that luxury, and uh, unfortunately uh, we lost him. But uh, Nate's a great kid and, and uh, done well at the time that he's asked to play. Jay, you just played the Eagles a few weeks ago with Carson as a quarterback. How are they different with uh, Nick Foles at, at quarterback? I don't think they're very different at all. You know, I think Coach, uh, you know, I think they do a good job calling plays for him. Coach Peterson does a great job. Um, you know, I think Carson probably can escape a little bit better, uh, but he was obviously uh, recovering from his injury. But Nick does a great job in the pocket buying time. Uh, they're both very similar, uh, but uh, they're both very, very, very good, obviously. I mean, uh, Carson is a very talented young quarterback. Nick's a, uh, an established player now with the Super Bowl under his belt and a uh, very good player, but I don't think they're too different, and I don't think they called really a different game with either one in the game how's Alex Smith doing uh, he's doing good he's doing better so yeah he's, he's recovering obviously it's been a tough deal for him and uh yeah him and his family obviously and uh but he's hopefully getting better and, and uh spirits are up Jay you mentioned that they're not calling a different game with Nate but they seem to be running a few more RPOs with him um what's the challenge uh defending them <laughs> I just think, uh, 
you know, it, it's the same for everybody. I think I don't. I think they ran some with Carson. You know, I think the big challenge is, is making sure uh, you play with your eyes and play with great leverages. You know, whether it's inside leverage, outside leverage. If you're outside leverage and they run that little swing, you got to be ready to break and, and knock it down top top down. So, uh, you know, I think the biggest challenge is, you know, not to add a Mac, Mike Wallace, you know, the speed down the field that opens up some things for Zach Ertz underneath and trying to find out where he is because Zach Ertz is a targeted guy and, and trying to, you know, make sure we get him covered, number one, which nobody's figured out how to do yet. So a lot more challenges, I think, in this game than, than RPOs. Do you think Wallace can, I mean, his vertical, the vertical threat he brings can uh, make uh, Ertz even more dangerous? Oh, yeah, without a doubt. I think so. I mean, Ertz is already Ertz. I mean, he's a great threat no matter who's playing outside of him. He can run every kind of route. He can beat man. He can find holes in zones. That's what you look for. Uh, so, you know, Michael help him, obviously, but uh, Zach could be fine with or without him. He's already proven that.